Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> if it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. My co-host, Mike Reynolds, is hanging out at the Capital Jazz Fest this uh, today. So hopefully he will call in later on and kind of give us an update of what's going on there. But in the meantime, join us in the chat room by going to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Paula Atherton's picture that will bring you into the show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5484. 646-716-5485 if you would like to call in to speak with Paula. Uh, welcome her. I welcome her back to the show with a brand new release called Ear Candy. And this is her um, debut release, I believe, on the Kalimba label. Welcome back, Paula. Oh, thanks. It's so nice to talk to you. Uh, ditto, ditto. And so congrats to you for signing on the Kalimba label. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, tell us how that came about. Um, we had been sending some material out to different labels, and we were under consideration uh, at, at a couple of them, but hadn't signed a contract yet. And then we wound up sending something to Kalimba, and it turned out that the A&R person at the label was already familiar with my music ah. um, and uh, said, you know, send it over right away. And we sent over, you know, three or four cuts that we, I think, I think the recording was basically finished at that point, but we sent over like three or four and they called right back and said, uh, they loved it and they wanted, they wanted to talk. So, uh, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Now the Kalimbo, um, music label is Earth, Wind and Fire's Maurice White's label. Have you met him? No, I haven't, but, uh. I'm honored and excited to be signed with this label. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. And you are only the second artist to sign to the label. Um, Greg Manning was the first. And so you guys are label mates. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, you you know, you guys will get together eventually and do something um, together. We, uh, we got to play together, actually, at Spagatini's last year. I think it was in August. Um he was. I was playing there, and he was my special guest. So he played some of his tunes, and I played on some of his, and he played on mine. Uh, it was a really fun gig. Um, planning. I'm trying to go back there this year too. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen you live. I'm, and I live in Las Vegas. Um, Spagatini's is like a four or five hour drive for me. So I definitely need to come up there and check you out. Oh, that would sure. be great. Uh, yeah. The one is open now in Beverly Hills too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I haven't been to that one yet. I've been to the Seal Beach one quite a few times, but not the Hollywood one. So I definitely need to come and check out you and the Hollywood location as well. For mm. sure. Yeah. All right. So now um, Ear Candy is your debut release on the Kalimba Music uh, label. And uh, tell us about Ear Candy and how much different is it from um, your last release? My last release was Enjoy the Ride. Um, and I think the main difference between Enjoy the Ride and Ear Candy is, uh, I think this is more funk oriented. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Enjoy the Ride was a little bit more smooth jazzy than this one. Okay. 
And this one's probably, you know, a little bit more groove-oriented uh, overall than, okay. than the last release. All right. And, you know, I was looking at um, the pictures on your Facebook page and on your website um, for the photo shoot for the CD. You take beautiful pictures, Paula. Very nice oh, pictures. thank you. Yeah. And uh, I like the the cover, you know, with you surrounded in the pink and then the, the black border on that. It was really nice. Was that your idea? Um. I work with this photographer named Devin Koss, who has done all of my covers. I have four CDs. He's done all the covers. Um, and it's always it's always really fun working with him. And uh, he's, he's amazing because he does hair and makeup, and then he does the photography also. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working on something... Uh, I give him an idea of what I have in mind for the cover, and we start to talk about it. And he usually comes up with a way to put it together. Um, Since this was, I told him the title, Ear Candy, and he usually works from that. So I brought a bunch of clothes over, and he picked out colors that he thought would would be good for the cover. And uh, we did that kind of like in front of a green screen, so he could add those colors in the back that kind of look like candies or, you know, gummy type things. Ah. Uh, so he kind of had that in mind with um, how to make that happen. And it's, it's just amazing the way he works because as he's taking the picture, he sees the picture in his mind's eye. You don't know exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. until you start to see some of the proofs and then you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> That's where he was going with that. Well, the camera loves you. I mean, the the cover of Enjoy the Ride with you in the car. I think that is my favorite of you so far. Um, I love that <laughs> shot. Yeah, I, I, I remember was, last I was time laughing. We were on. Yeah, I was so I was laughing so hard uh, when he took that picture because well, he was trying to make me laugh, you know, because he wanted me to be smiling <laughs> yeah. in the picture. Yeah, and we were just driving all over. We were actually in New Jersey um, in this convertible that my friend lent me, and. Uh, I knew basically the picture that I wanted to have, but, you know, we were trying to find a location. So we're driving around. He's like, oh, there's Walmart over there. Pull in there. I got to get something. I'm like, Walmart? Okay. You know, (laughs) and he comes back out with a towel, you know. I'm like, okay, Devin, that was really necessary. We had to go to Walmart to get a towel. What are we going to do with that? He goes, you'll see. So we pull up to this one location. He gets out of the car, and he sets up an easel, and he puts the towel on it, like, behind the car. And when you're looking at the the photo, it kind of looks like I'm somewhere and there's all these muted lights in the background, like I'm in the city or something, right? That's a towel from Walmart. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. In the background, yeah, yeah. He set that up behind the car and started shooting. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing. This is ridiculous. Um, And then I started to see the proofs, and I was like, you are? A genius. <laughs> yes, that's very creative. Yeah. Very creative. Well, like I said, the camera loves you. You take beautiful pictures. And, um, yeah, the next CD, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with you on the next cover. I'm telling you, there's, there's no telling where we're going to go <laughs> after this. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Ear Candy. Um, tell us who's on this release. I have some special guests on here. Uh, Nick Culleone, um plays a guitar solo on Remember When, which is going to be our second single, by the way. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and that's going to be coming out real soon within the next couple of weeks. Um, Gail Johnson is on Carnival. I mean, not Carnival, uh, Breakdown, rather. And Cindy Bradley's on Between You and Me. Oh, cool. Cool. Now, have you worked with Nick on your last CD? You really like him, huh? <laughs> yeah, Nick's a good friend of mine. He's a great guy. I'm sure you know him a little bit, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Nick. Um, yeah, he co- he wrote uh, Sassy Strut for Enjoy the Ride and co-produced mm-hmm. it. And um, <clears throat> that uh, was on Billboard for 15 weeks and got to number 15. Okay. Uh, All right. Cindy's also playing on uh, Remember When at the end, a little bit of trumpet and maybe trombone. Oh, okay. On uh, right. Ear Candy. Okay. So, Paula, what is your writing process like? What When you decided to do Ear Candy, what did you want this um, this release to sound like? And how much of music did you already have to add to this or are these, um, you know, all of your original tunes? I'm trying to see if anything here was kind of like left over. Like sometimes I'll write and have some some tunes left over, but uh, none of these were left over from Enjoy the Ride. I still have some tunes that I had written from Enjoy the Ride. Oh, actually, someone's going to break my heart. Uh, I started writing around then, but I didn't really finish it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I write all different ways. It depends on if, if it's a vocal tune or an instrumental. Um Sometimes I'll hear a bass line first, or if it's a vocal tune, I'll I usually hear a melody or maybe just like a hook of some sort with some words. Um, sometimes I'll just be playing my saxophone and I'm playing and I like something and I, uh, you know, particular riff and I start to work from there, or I'll get an idea from a gro- for a groove and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's so many different ways. Uh, Ideas come in all different shapes and sizes, um, and I don't really mind what they are, just as long as they come. <laughs> if it's a good idea and it's something that like catches you, you know, you start to develop it. And sometimes you have to just like let it go. Sometimes I'll be working on something, yeah. and I'm like, I got four bars or I got eight bars, and that's all I got. And mm-hmm. I work on it for a bit, and it's not happening, so I leave it and I go on to something else. And then another day, when you go back and look at that you might have a completely different take on it. Okay. Interesting. I like to know, you know, how you guys think when it comes to writing your music and sitting down and putting pen to paper and what the thought process is, you know, that's something I, cause I can't do it. So I'm always interested in knowing how you guys put together these wonderful CDs. So that's good to know. Yeah. The, the thing that's a little bit different about this one is um, I, co-wrote a couple tunes with my producer Lou Jimenez and the way we did that was uh, I had an idea for a groove or he came up with the groove and gave it to me and I wrote I wrote over it mm. I wrote a melody over it so I uh, hadn't really been writing too much like that up until this point but um, okay. wanted to try that and, and I think uh we did that on Pocket Full of Funk, which was the first single, um, and Between You and Me, which is uh, one of the cuts that Cindy Bradley plays on. Okay. 
Okay. Well, one of the um, songs that I like on here is Carnival. So I'm uh -huh. going to start with that one. And tell me about that. That was one of the early tunes I, I wrote for this recording. That um, was one of those kind of tunes where it just came to me kind of like uh, completely, like all at one time. I kind of just heard it and I wrote it. It was just there and it, <laughs> it was one of these like self-writing tunes. I don't get too many of those, but uh, that one was, was pretty fluid and um, was one of the first two or three that I wrote for the recording. Okay. Well, I am talking to saxophonist Paula Atherton. She has a brand new CD called Ear Candy. You can find it on her website, paulaatherton.com. This is called Carnival.
I don't know how anyone can stay in their seat on that song. That was Carnival. <laughs> nice flute work there as well. Love that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You don't Very really nice. hear a lot of flute on uh, smooth jazz stuff, so yeah. um, I like to put, you know, at least one on every CD. That was really nice. That is from Paula Atherton's new CD, Ear Candy. Now, um, Paula, have you thought about doing an all-vocal CD? Yeah, I mean, uh, vocals don't really get played too much as far Mm -hmm. as jazz stuff goes, right? I mean, it might be changing these days, but that's kind of just been the way it's been up till now. Yeah. At some point in time, I would love to do something like that with strings, you know, and an orchestra. Yes. Yes. Or at least, at the very least, a small, like, string section, you know. Oh, yeah, Um, that would be nice. That's a dream of mine, yeah. That would be nice. Okay. So now, of the four releases that you have, Mm -hmm. which one, or would you consider one of them a breakthrough release for you? A breakthrough release? Yes. You know how they say Um, artists, yeah. Would you consider one of them as being a breakthrough release, or are you still still trying to get to that point? I think... um, I think Groove With Me and Ear Candy are both breakthrough mm-hmm. releases for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Groove With Me was the first uh, release that I really did radio promotion on, and it, and it got on uh, a bunch. It charted on a bunch of the charts. There's there's so many charts these days in smooth jazz, um, and. Uh, I had a lot of really special guests on that recording. That that recording was a big undertaking. There was like I think 21 or 22 musicians on that recording on uh, Groove with Me. Okay. And Ear Candy is a, a breakout recording for me because um, because it's on Maurice White's label, Kalimba, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the first time I'm getting to work with a wonderful you know record label like this. So. That that in itself is is a is a breakthrough recording because of that. Yes, yes, and hopefully you know other artists will get signed to that label um, as well. Um, you, yeah. you and Greg, you're have come in on the ground level level there, so that's a great start for both of you. You know. Yeah, it's it's a really great start. The people there are wonderful, um, so I, I feel really really lucky to be on on their roster and be you know part of that company. It's great. Yeah, definitely. I understand. I, I bet. I bet. Okay. All right. So um, I want to play the next uh, song, uh, Pocket Full of Funk. Uh, tell me about this one. Uh, this is one of the ones that I was talking about before where uh, my producer Lou had written a groove uh, for me to play over. So mm-hmm. he came up with a like a funky guitar part and we started to work from that and build from that and then i started to add some melody lines and horn section parts uh i rented a baritone sax i played barry on this also okay yeah it kind of sounds like there's a full horn section in there but it's actually me playing alto on everything except for baritone like the high parts kind of sound like a trumpet but they're actually a saxophone actually uh, my alto and uh yeah that's it so i hope you feel like dancing when when you Uh put this one on too (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So Ronald Jackson from the smoothjazzride.com said about this song, kicking off with the funky, full, a pocket full of funk. This party wastes no time getting into full swing. So that's just a partial <laughs> review from Ronald Jackson. I'll read a little bit more um, in just a bit, but let's listen to Pocket Full of Funk.
Yes, that is another hard to resist dance to song for sure. Um, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely cannot be sitting in your chair listening to that one and not want well, to get hope up not. Dance. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pocket full of funk. That is from Paula Atherton's new release, Ear Candy. Very nice. Um, Ronald says that. Uh, Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride says Paula's style and material are irresistibly charming. Yes. And it, at the end, he says, mm-mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can read that full review on the smoothjazzride.com. Just search for Paula Atherton. Now, you mentioned that you're playing the alto and the baritone sax on this. When you write music, do you write for any for the particular saxophone? Uh, sometimes I'll start writing and then I'll figure out what instrument. If, it, if it's an instrumental tune, sometimes I just start writing it and I don't know what instrument it's going to be for exactly. Um, but sometimes I do. Like Carnival was definitely going to be a flute tune, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I have changed. I Sometimes I've written something and thought it was going to be one thing and then it turned out to be another. Um, so it, it, I guess to answer your question, um, it could go either way. Sometimes I write something specifically and it's obviously, uh, for alto or soprano or flute. And then sometimes I'm just really not sure. And sometimes I just go in the studio and I record part of it on each instrument and listen to it. Okay. Now, when you started to learn how to play the saxophone, is one harder to learn than the other? Like, is the baritone harder to learn than the alto or the soprano? Um, the baritone is in the same key as alto. They're both in E flat. It's just okay. a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty cumbersome instrument. It's not uh, you can't. It's it's hard to get comfortable and practice the barry. You have to um, you have to find. A, a space and a, and a way to hold it where it's comfortable, unless you have a stand for it. Um, soprano is a little trickier in terms of playing it in tune. It's a B flat instrument. That's that's why it, that's how it differs from uh, alto and barry. Um, but soprano I find to be a really beautiful instrument, and um, I like writing. I like writing songs specifically for that. I don't take mm-hmm. it on the road a lot, though, because I can't really bring any more instruments with me than I usually do. Oh, okay. How many do you usually carry? Well, I usually bring my alto in a hard case, and then I bring uh, like a small roller suitcase, and in that I put my flute and my pocketbook and my wireless microphones. So, you know, I, could, I have a road case for uh, one of my sopranos, mm-hmm. but then I'd have to check it and... Uh, who knows what could happen. Mm, okay. All right. Now tell me, how did you meet Gail Johnson? Gail. Let's see. I think we first met through uh, Dion Maldonado, uh, the jazz lady from uh, WFSS in North Carolina. I think I have the call letters right. Uh, there was a concert that was going on, and Dion knew about it, and she knew Gail, and she knew Jazz and Pink. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted to add somebody for this particular performance, so Dion hooked us up together. Ah. And that was the first time I had played with them. And uh, subsequently, have done a bunch of gigs, uh, not last year, but the year before, I played a Capital Jazz with uh, Jazz and Pink. And we've done uh, Las Vegas Jazz Festival, Low Country, Carson... Burks. I've done a bunch of gigs with them. Oh, okay. This, one of the things I like about Jazz and Pink and what Gail has, has done with that group and, is that she rotates out artists. And that gives, you know, artists like yourself and other artists an opportunity to, number one, play with Jazz and Pink, a very well-known band, and number two, get exposures that they may not have gotten otherwise in different markets. Um, so I, I like that a lot about her and what she's doing with Jazz and Pink. Yeah, it's it's really a great thing. Um, it definitely is an opportunity for people to play gigs like, you know, Capital Jazz. Mm-hmm. I think there's like 30,000 people there. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Crazy amount. You can't really think about that because it's way too scary. But it's, it's pretty cool to walk out on the stage. And uh, luckily you can't see everybody, but you can see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of overwhelming, um, and it's pretty exciting to be able to play to a crowd like that. And you know, you don't see very many all female bands um, either, and so that too I I find very interesting, and I like about jazz and pink as well. So um, that's great, uh, and that's great that you had the opportunity to play with her and play with jazz and pink. And, um, you know, got to meet her. And now she is playing on your CD, Ear Candy. So I'm going to play that song next. Tell me about that. Uh, Breakdown. Yeah, that was one of the tunes that uh, Lou and I had worked on the the way I was talking about before with like coming up for a groove, uh, coming Mm -hmm. up with a groove rather and uh, me writing melody over it. And uh, we just started to get an idea for something um it was kind of like a like a crusaders kind of thing um so we we worked on that and uh and that's that's what we got breakdown all right this playing is... all the keyboards on it and taking a solo on it oh wonderful this is breakdown from paula atherton's cd ear candy
All right, that was Breakdown featuring Gail Johnson on keyboards. That was taken from Paula Atherton's new CD, Ear Candy. So Paula, the last three songs I've played have been upbeat and funky. And as they used to say on American Bandstand, easy to dance to. <laughs> so <laughs> you cannot go wrong, listeners, with this CD. Definitely cannot go wrong with that. So Paula, as you listen back to your music, do you ever think sometimes, well, I should have did this or I could have did this a little bit different or played it this way? Of course. Yeah. Uh, that's why you need a producer, because I know for myself and I think a lot of other people would agree with me. I'd just be in the studio forever going, no, no, no I don't like that. No, no, no. Right, let's change this. Let's do that. You know, um, you have to have someone on the other side saying, no, that's it. We're done with this. It sounds great. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, and even when it's finished, you listen back to it. Sometimes it's hard to just detach yourself. You know, you just like still part of it. So you're being critical of it. If you can detach yourself and just enjoy it, then that's that's a great place to be. But when you've worked on something really hard, it's it's hard to it's hard to do that. I can imagine all artists feel that way about their music. I can imagine. Yeah. It's just sometimes it's just hard to let it go. But if you don't, then it never gets released and we never get to hear it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So you know? somebody's got to say, that's it. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, I understand that because you guys, you want, as an artist, you want the best music that you can put out there for the fans. You know, so I totally understand that. And I, and I think that's true, too, sometimes. Um, why it takes long for an artist to release another CD. Um, sometimes, you know, we've interviewed artists where it's taken them two, three years to release another CD. And then not just because um, they're still working on the CD, but because they're busy with other things as well. But you want, your, you want that product to be perfect. You want that music to be right. And I understand that. Yeah. You can't really be... I don't think it's it's really hard to be on both sides of the microphone. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to be recording and producing at the same time. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. I can imagine. Okay, so um, where are you performing next? Next weekend, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama, in Avondale Park, June 14th um, at 7.30. Okay. Um, 7.30 to 9, have a 90-minute concert there in the park. Um, then I'm going to be in Idlewild, Michigan um, for the Idlewild Music Festival, July 11th from 7 to 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, there's a concert, there's a festival in Buffalo, uh, the ISIS uh, concert series that I was supposed to do August 7th, but I was speaking to them this morning, and we might be arranging something with a very special guest, so we're going to, think, be moving that. Uh, I don't want to say anything yet because it's not concrete, but um, mm -hmm. that's we are going to move that probably to October or... November, mm -hmm. uh, in September, I'm also playing the Smooth Jazz uh, Festival in Atlanta, uh, September 12th, and um, we'll be doing a uh, 
CD release party actually in New York. <laughs> okay. Uh, a beautiful place uh, on Bleecker Street in uh, in New York City called Carol Place, August twentieth. Um, and uh, as far as you know, other dates and and changing things and stuff like that. Oh, we'll also play the New Brunswick uh, Jazz Festival November sixth in New Jersey. Um. I usually have my schedule updated on my website so people can uh, look there and keep up with everything. Also, I I post things on uh, Facebook, so they can definitely contact me uh, through Facebook and Twitter. And I just want to mention the CDs are available on iTunes and Amazon also. Okay. okay. And how can they find you on Twitter? Uh, Patherton1 is my uh, is my Twitter name. Oh, you know, I I found another one. P. Atherton one is that that's you as well, right? Yeah, Pather. I said Patherton instead of P. Atherton. Yep. Same oh, got thing. it, got it, got it. Okay, Patherton one. Okay, and are you on um, Instagram too? No, no, I I haven't gotten that together yet. Uh, okay. But okay, I I definitely am on Twitter, and I see you're on Twitter. <laughs> yes, you're doing yes. a great job on Twitter, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, there is a P. Atherton on um, Instagram, and I wasn't sure if it was you. It's a picture of a lady, but it's not you. So I'm like, well, maybe this is not her. I'm not going to tag her on this picture. <laughs> but yeah, there is a P. Atherton on Instagram. Um, so in the future, just in case you decide to join, um, there's just know that there's already a P. Atherton there. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So um, I'm going to close the show with another song from Ear King. Uh, Paula, I'll let you pick it. Ah, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> like your favorite. Oh, child. I. I uh, you know what? I should. Uh, what we should do is play the next single. Okay. Which is going to be "Remember When," um, featuring Nick Colleone on the guitar solo. Coolness. I will definitely do that. So thank you again for another opportunity to speak with you. I'm sure you're working on your next CD, as most artists do when we interview them. It's like, well, didn't you just release this yesterday and already you're working on a new one? So, um, Well, it takes a while to write all the material mm -hmm. for a CD, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, as artists... I'm sure you have, you know, what you what you have in mind all in your head and ready to go. Um, so I look forward to seeing that and definitely looking forward to seeing the cover on that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> well, thank you again, Paul. It's been a pleasure having you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me again. It's really great to speak to you again. And um, thank you for a great interview. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, again, this is Paula Atherton. Her new release is called Ear Candy. You can find it on her website, paulaatherton.com, um, iTunes, and um, Amazon as well. Follow her on Twitter at patherton1 and on Facebook. So, as I said, I'll close the show with another song from the release called Remember When. But I wanted to remind everyone about Talking Smooth Jazz Presents with Mastermind Entertainment, David P. Stevens and Julian Vaughn will be in concert on Sunday, August 16th at the Waterford in Springfield, Virginia. Tickets are on sale at TalkingSmoothJazzEvents.Eventbrite.com. They are $30. There is a link on TalkingSmoothJazz.com 
uh, to purchase tickets. Also, a meet and greet is scheduled for Saturday, August 15th with the guys at 3 p.m. at Kemp Mill Records, located at 3743 Branch Avenue in Temple Hill, Maryland. So come on out. Hang out with Mike and myself as we um, enjoy this concert with David P. Stevens and Julian Vaughn. It's going to be a great time. Thank you again, Paula. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. All right. This is Remember When from the Ear Candy release. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with me, your host, the Jazz Queen. And I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.